Mm -hmm. And we are recording, so. So welcome back to the Storm Cellar, everybody. Brad is here. Ray, unfortunately, can't be here today. He is a little under the weather, but I have a very special guest um, with somebody that we interact with on on Twitter. Um, Most of the people who listen to the show follow us on Twitter and vice versa. So Mary Chatelaine from Pours for Scores is with us. How are you on this beautiful Sunday afternoon after that big win in Edmonton? Hey, I'm great. I'm tired because it was late night. Um, but it's my wedding anniversary today, so we are Happy anniversary. having a good day. Thanks. You We're took out time off for us, man. That's that's yeah, a low key wedding anniversary day. <laughs> well, we did a lot. Of, we went to like the Nutcracker yesterday and went out to dinner and did a couple things. So we were getting ready to go on a big trip to. Nino Nina Ryder's homeland to Switzerland this week. So we're trying to get all of our ducks in a row for that trip um, today before, because we have to work obviously all week. So oh, that'd be make amazing. sure everything's ready. Yeah. Well, awesome. So you're here really to tell us a little bit about um, pours for scores. So we interact on Twitter for those who don't know uh, pretty much they hurt. They pick a, you know, they pick a player hurt or you pick a player, they score a goal. We donate some money. We raise some money for charity. That's kind of the deal, but, so tell us a little more about that and then kind of how did that get started? Yeah. So last season, um, or I guess really when the pandemic started, um, and they canceled everything, um, obviously everyone was missing hockey. Um, once it finally came back, um, Zach, um, Mitchell, one of our, our other founder, um, started, kind of doing crazy he called them shower chugs um (laughs) where he just like went in the shower and like sprayed himself off (laughs) with beer um (laughs) after vincent trocek scored so really vincent trocek was like the original pour pours for scores uh universal drink um and one night he was like people were kind of starting to join in with him um mostly i think it was mostly for when vincent trocek scored and i was message him and was like, we should kind of do something with this. So it'd be kind of fun to like do some sort of Twitter where we could just like compile all these funny chugs that people are doing and, you know, just make it fun. And he was like, that's a great idea. So that's kind of how Pours for Scores was born. We originally kind of had it, we were, it was just going to be a compilation of all of um, Hurricane's Twitter chugs but um we decided we wanted to do something a little bit more with that um and by the time playoffs were finished um we had raised uh over over eight thousand dollars um for oh wow um canes give back um they're they're the canes foundation so we we worked with um a lot with people (laughs) and we decided that um we pretty much just for every video that Caniacs would send in, we would send a dollar to, um, to, to the Canes Foundation. And um, uh, eventually other people started joining in. Um, and then we decided, hey, let's pick one player a game that everybody drinks for. Because most people kind of have their own favorite players and they drink for them. Um, and we just, it's spiraled. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so now, now we've kind of, this season we've focused, um, a little bit on 
different charities. Um, we did one for sexual assault uh, survivors in wake of all of the um, allegations coming out with the Blackhawks. And we did, um, Zach's dog was sick last week. So we sent, um, we sent some donations to, towards um, some pet care, not for Zach's dog, but just for um, specifically, but for in general. Um, and we did, you know, we sent stuff to the Black Girl Code, Black Girl Foundation, Black Girl Hockey, um, just trying to grow like where we're sending our resources to. Um, it's kind of turned, it was a lot to count each video every game and, and do a dollar per video. So we've kind of turned it into more of like, Hey, if you guys want to do it for shots or, you know, goals, um, some people have kind of t- grown it on their own and they've kind of been like, Oh, the Canes win, I'll send $50. Or if the, um, for every shot that the Canes have and every goal that they have, I'll send $50 or, um, or a dollar for each shot. So it's kind of really been super fun seeing what it turned into. And now every night we do pick a one player or sometimes a group of players, depending on the situation, um, to, to all drink for. And it just is really, it's something fun to do that we were all missing, like being at the hockey games and it's kind of created this really crazy, fun community. Um, and obviously it's not all just about the drinking. It's just any celebration. We have people who eat cupcakes. I'm <laughs> pregnant now. So I just drink water, chocolate milk, or chocolate milk. eating ice cream. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Um, so it's just kind of fun to d- just interact with other people because it's hard for us all to get games right now with, with everything with COVID. Some people are still a little bit nervous to go out and, you know, I know that the cost of, um, the games have definitely increased since COVID. So we've just been trying to a lot of us are in the state too. If I'm, if I'm being yeah. if I'm being selfish, it's um, the community that that has developed around the the people I've interacted with and kind of met on Twitter through Pours for Scores seems to be exactly what you're saying. They're they're people who seem to have taken the idea and they're just kind of running with it. Um, we did the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, you know, I lost my brother to cancer. Um, so when we did Hockey Fights Cancer Night, um, I put in some money there, um, mm-hmm. and then being in Massachusetts and being a hurricanes fan, it's not like there's a whole lot of hurricanes fans in my town or, or even locally. I've, I've seeked out some people and, and there's a few scattered folks, but it's certainly nice when I can jump on and you kind of know there's a group of people who, you know, are all going to kind of do that thing together and, and you're, you're all watching, but you're all kind of interacting. And it's, it's, it's kind of an, you know, an interesting dynamic, I think for uh, yeah. not just COVID, but for, yeah, for people out of town who, you know, my first, I've been up here for 14 years now and for all but the first one, the Canes missed the playoffs nine years in a row. It was a very yeah. lonely time to be a Canes fan Ooh. in Boston. Very, yeah, very don't, lonely. Don't remind us. Don't uh, remind so, us. Uh, you know, the RBA gets hired and, and our fortunes have turned around, but, you know, I still kind of feel like I'm on an island a little bit. And then mm-hmm. uh, I, I certainly think that Twitter and, and Ports for Scores is certainly a part of that, of, of making me feel a lot more connected than I used to. Um, uh, I, I kind of teased it the other night. I'm coming to Raleigh. My parents still live uh, west of Raleigh. I'm going to be in town. I have tickets to the December 30th game against the Habs. I'm going to be there in person. I'm hoping to connect with some people that and just yeah. put faces, you know, to 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 uh, to avatars and to tweets. <laughs> yep. and just 
and just be like, hey, like, you know, it's, it's really kind of cool to meet y'all. And it's uh, would be a much different experience. My, my wife and kid are not going to be able to come. So it's just going to be me. And I would still go to the game. I'll, I'll go to the game by myself. That doesn't bother me a bit, but it, it'll be, I think it'll be more fun knowing like, Absolutely. you know, pregame, like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll know I'll be able to find a few people. And during the game, I'll, you know, we'll probably be able to, you know, find a few folks and connect. And um, I, I think it's a, I think what you're doing is a really cool way to engage people in hockey for one, um, expand that Kaniac base to everyone, you know, Ray and I are constantly hockey is for everyone. When you mentioned uh, groups like um, black girl hockey or, you know, sexual assault victims and all these groups, it's like whatever we can do to, to help these, you know, these groups, I think is fantastic. I mean, anything we can do to grow the game. It's one reason I think that we're all Ethan Bear fans, aside from the, the fact that the guy is super down to earth, very well-spoken, super nice. Like he's just, you couldn't ask for a, a better person, you know, a better human being as a hockey player. Um, and with, you know, Ray being from Edmonton, he was on board cause he was, he was like, Oh, you're going to love this Ethan bear guy who I knew a little bit about, but not a lot. And it's, it's good to see us, you know, the, the, that Kenyak spirit, that, that small community, small market spirit has always been in my mind, a connection between the team and the fans. And I feel like you know, this off season made that a little rocky, but I feel a little more comfortable with it now is, you know, because of the fans really, you know, as much as anything else. I mean, the product of the ice is great, but I really like seeing um, the fans interacting. And, and like you said, you know, it used to be you guys were kind of donating based upon videos. And now people are just like, oh yeah, you know, if Aho gets a hat, like I'll throw you a hundred bucks. I mean, that's, I think that's just so cool that people are willing to do and be that generous. Um, especially when, you know, a lot of us have had, you know, pretty, you know, pretty hard couple of years. So, um, yeah, we love it. We absolutely love it. We've, I mean, we have people from all over the world. We have people in Scotland and Finland and, um, we have somebody from Australia. We've sent, we've sent shirts to, and we just, um, we've been really, really astonished by the outpouring of love. And it's crazy because there's not many other communities that I've seen that you can just send a message on Facebook or not on Twitter or um, to, to somebody and be like, let's meet up and, and do this. And they're not actually a serial code. They're actually really nice. Um, and that's really been a fun time. Like, um, you know, we've several times done big tailgates for Porous for score. Um, we, we, are just really, we're proud of what we've created and we're hoping to keep it bigger. We really want to get more than just Caniacs involved. Um, but it's just kind of hard to, to get that reach because not a lot of us like, or some of us like other teams. Um, I, for example, I lived in Tampa for four years, um, went back when the hurricanes were in the dark ages. So it was kind of easy to jump on a, um, another team, team's little <laughs> bandwagon there, I guess. So I have some, some connections with Tampa a couple couple of our players are abs fans and um you know we just we're trying to kind of pull other people in um as well because we just think it's such a fun idea um and we really we do really love it and it's just been a really fun way because now when I when we go to games people are like oh hey Mary and I'm like oh hey what's up hey you know we're going and saying <laughs> hey to people and have somewhere to tailgate and it just it really does make it fun because we live in Charlotte. We don't even live in Raleigh um, anymore. So it's kind of crazy that we, um, that we have all these people in Raleigh now and it makes us, we want to move back. We, we both grew up there, but um, maybe one day. That's maybe awesome. Day. 
So, yeah. so, so, you know, so I grew up straight up 77 from you uh, there mm. in Charlotte. Um, how, how is the coverage? So my parents still live there and it used to be like, did you hear about the hurricanes? And my dad would say, nope. And he'd say, did you hear about the Panthers? And I'd say, nope. And this is when I lived in Clayton. And and I, I have a boss who is, is from Massachusetts. She's a huge Bruins fan, but she worked at Wachovia in Charlotte for many years. Um, the, 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 the years we're not going to talk about. And she likes to tease me. She's like, nobody in Charlotte cares about the Hurricanes. And I'm like, you say that like Charlotte and Raleigh are the same market. Like, uh, you know, we've said on this program before, Charlotte and Raleigh are like Hartford and Boston. They're two completely separate other than they're Absolutely. in the same state, it's the only thing they have in common. There's nothing else in common. But how is the coverage in Charlotte now? Is it? Is it? I assume it's picked up. I mean, it's um, it's better. I would not say it's great, but it's definitely a little bit better. Um, we, I don't know how we can. It was really great. Um, it was. I really liked it when the Checkers were the AHL team affiliated with with the Hurricanes because that was. It was just nice because you're actually, we watched Natchez, we watched all these players before they, Ned, um, obviously he's not that with the, um, not with us anymore, um, but we watched all these players in Charlotte and then we'd go to Raleigh and then the same players would be there and that was really great. Um, and I think that that was really good for the market, but then obviously things change because it's a business. Um, but we see, I think we're seeing more and more Hurricanes fans is still not as big as I want it to be because I can go up and I'll have um, like a I have a Canes jacket I wear to work I'm a nurse um, and I used to have a Canes badge reel before I broke it but um, it more and more people are being like oh go Canes and um, because before like even four years ago people were like who's that like what team is that you're like you literally live two hours from there yeah well, we have a team was one I used to get when I would go home to see my folks. Is that, we have a team? Like, oh, yeah, yes. for many years. Now. Yeah, we do. We do. So, but it's, I, I think it's getting better, and it helps when your team's good. I mean, that you, I hate to say it, but it, it does help in a small market when your team is good that it can grow a little bit more. When all ills when it comes it to sports. It really does. It does. So I, that's amazing. Speaking of winning – West Coast Roadie, which I have to be honest, are my favorite. My son goes to bed about 8.30, which mm-hmm. means for a normal game time, I miss, you know, a half period, minute. period and a half. West Coast games, I get to see the whole thing. This is great for me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like the one of the few people who's like, yeah, let's stay up late. I'm, I'm good till 1 a.m. West Coast Roadie has been phenomenal. Ray and I were hoping for five out of ten points. The Canes are already have six out of six points. All the points are available in – they, I think they, they stole really the Calgary game and the Edmonton game stick out in my mind, but the Calgary game, I think we stole, we played okay, but not great. And we just got some incredible puck luck and having three goaltenders on the ice in, yeah. in even Ajo and Anderson helps a lot. Um, so, but that Calgary game, I mean, what are your, how, how would you break down that Calgary? What do you think? I mean, I think, I don't think it was as bad as I know that Rod was like, that was not that good of a game. It was gross. I didn't think it was that bad. I felt like it was really fast paced. Um, we, it was very hard fought. Um, I mean, good teams find a way to win when they don't deserve to win. And that Absolutely. is what is starting to happen to us. 
Now we did have a slip where we lost several games in a row and it's just really nice to see us beating teams that are good, that are very good. I mean, Calgary, I was watching, I was like, wow, I really like this team and I play fantasy hockey and um, Mangiapane has gotten me a lot of points this year. And I know that I knew that there was going to be a hard game, but um, yeah, having, having some incredible puck luck and then just your superstar just shows up and takes over the game. That's, that's what should happen. That, that is exactly what you want to happen. hundred percent. I knew Calgary was good in part because since Ray lives in the area, he kind of keeps me updated, but I don't get to watch a lot of those West coast games because if it's not yeah. the hurricanes, I'm not staying up. So I knew they were good. I did not realize they were as fast as they are. I didn't but realize how fast they were either, but it was fun to watch. I, w- I could win or lose. If we would have lost that game, I still would have loved every second of it because that was the kind of back and forth transition game. The Canes like it's fun yes. to watch. It's not boring. Um, and then you're right. Sebastian Ajo, who was the uh, 35th, 33rd, oh, 35th overall pick in 2015. Yep. So, you know, he gets compared to McDavid last night. But I think a lot of people forget that there was another pick in the 2015 draft that's relevant here. And that's the one goal scored for Calgary, Noah Hannafin, who was drafted yes. by the Canes as the fifth overall pick. Then they get Ajo at 35. And in overtime, you could – it's one of those things that you just get a sense for. So Anderson gives Ajo the puck with a minute to go. And Ajo looked up the ice, and you just see him. He just kind of makes a move oh, to start his yes. Jets, and I'm just like, it's the over. First, He's going to no, score right that's now. exactly what I said to my husband. I was like, he uh, the way he called for the puck, I was like, this is it. This is yes. it. And he, yeah. he got that puck, and he just turned his Jets on and just burned everyone. And I was like, I knew he was going to do that right before. He wanted it because he was over it. He was tired. He wanted to go home. And he just did it, and it and was he, he, awesome. And you mentioned, you know, when when you when you do the things you're supposed to do, then you win games, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that was amazing. Um, watching him, and then he pulls up, and then the the two arms up in the air on Twitter. I said, I immediately went to Eric Cole yes. Montreal, which was one of my favorite games of all time. Just that, like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I'm just going to stand here in your crease with my arms in the air, and there's yes. nothing you can do. Go home. Like, ha. and uh, oh, that was beautiful. I actually watched the Calgary's coach, Daryl Sutter. Um, I watched his interview the next day about it. And he was kind of just, they asked him about the overtime and he was like, well, he essentially was like, well, we don't have a player that can do that. <laughs> and it was like a very, I thought it was like very complimentary, That's uh, high praise complimentary of from a very Sutter, high yeah. praise of, of, yeah. Sebastian Ajo. Cause he was like, we're really good. He's like, but we don't have a player who can just turn on the jets and just, just take over and finish the game um and that was i was like for once we do have that player we finally do. you know we waited a long time we finally have that it, and it's uh, the small market curse but we, we have two two players that i think are highly underrated one is sebastian aho more than he that. gets credit but oh my gosh like he's he's he you know i mean he, an all-star lock and he should be a yeah. starter and then we have Jacob Slavin, Jacob Slavin, who we can talk about as we move into the Our Edmonton game. You know, Connor McDavid is an amazing hockey talent. Nobody it's can deny one that. One of the best in the world, best in his generation. So, yeah, exactly. He's a generational player. And Slavin, I don't know that he made it look easy, but he didn't make it look hard. 
shutting yes. down McDavid last night. Slavin is such a talent on the back end. A leader, you know, especially when like he was paired with Bear. That's I think a great combo. I love seeing that. Or even when it's him and Cole. Um, Cole looked a lot more composed last night. Wasn't taking dumb penalties, yes. but was still doing his job. Um, yes. We've said when you don't hear Ian Cole's name, that's the best time. Didn't yes. really hear his name <laughs> last night. Very happy for it. Um, but that game against Edmonton, I thought he we makes- had a better chance of winning that game than the Calgary game going into the game because Edmonton, for for as good as Drysidle and McDavid are, they're kind of a one-trick pony. Yes. If they put those two guys on the same line because they're behind, you shut down the one line, then what do they have behind them? Yeah, Ekman Larson. He's good. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much it otherwise. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, unfortunately, you know, Slavin is not like a sexy, quote-unquote, sexy player. He doesn't score a ton of goals. Um, he does. He's not – He's not flashy, and that's why he doesn't get that recognition. But that's sometimes I'm like, that's fine because mm-hmm. I want him all to myself um, <laughs> in the Canes. So we want him all to ourselves. But um, he is, I mean, I've been saying it for a couple years now. I mean, he's probably the best defensive defenseman in the league. I'm, I mean, there's nobody that he, he that you can put him against that he's not going to make it look just – like it's no problem and um you know i know for for a couple years even he would just be out on the ice when like ovi was out on the ice because we just didn't have the depth defensively so he would just be man marking ovi or you know connor mcdavid or whoever all night name, name name the star and now we finally have some depth where other people can also do that. I thought Jalen Chatfield looked very good. Um, he had a couple of uh, puck strips again, uh, puck strips against um, those big stars. And um, but I totally agree with you. I I felt like this game was going to be tough, but I felt like it would be more winnable because I mean, two years ago when we played them, we just stomped them because McDavid was injured. So it's like if you can't win your game when your one guy is out, then that's probably a problem and here we are we have a bunch of guys out still putting up really quality wins um, which is a says a lot about our depth and just our coaching and team in general great point you know tda um who really drives that power play one unit um at least between the last two games i think they're one for five on the power play which is not bad mm-hmm. it's certainly no, not, not as bad as it was um yeah but- yeah and then you lose Brett Pesci, who's kind of that other – he's kind of a slave and – I don't even say slave and light. He's he's a very solid zone in. And yes. without those two guys – and Chatfield is a great example. I thought he played great positional hockey. He threw mm-hmm. his body around appropriately, didn't get himself yes. in any trouble. Um, and he covered for, for his partner there a couple of times when the, there were some miscues, and he was right in the mix. So I was – I've been really excited about, you know, the limited amount of Chatfield we've seen. Yes, I've been, that was one that I didn't expect to, well, I didn't expect to see one and didn't expect to like, so um, not like, but sure. Yeah. Didn't expect to be this impressed with. Yeah, if, um, you know, if I have to keep him or, or, or Brendan Smith when everybody's healthy, I, I'm leaning toward Jetfield. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely feel you on that. I, I agree with you. We'll, I, I'd be surprised if that's what ends up happening, but it, Brendan Smith looks pretty good. Um, you know, he's made some good plays and he does 
he does step up and shoot the puck, but he also gets caught up a lot. Um, I've noticed, and he's not as fast. Um, oops. Um, he's not as fast as, um, you know, as Chatfield, but, um, and I also think I've also, even during playoffs last year, I really liked watching, uh, Max Lajoie play. So it's been just really nice seeing that we have that depth because I mean, in on, I don't know if there's any other team in the league that can have three of their defensemen out all three of their starting defensemen and all three of them be right-handed. And then us still, you know, them still do as well as we've done. Definitely had some defensive breakdowns during those first couple of games, but it's, it's better and better. And our goaltending has been phenomenal. So you can't be mad um, about that. And then you also get some nice goaltending, like you mentioned earlier from some of your, from some of your forwards and <laughs> uh, Ajo Tavo and um, same, same with uh, Jacob Slave and your, and, and you mentioned goaltending. I mean, Frederick Anderson, my expectations for goaltending when we, when we got down to zero goaltenders in the off season and I'm like, <laughs> Very low. Oh, th- this is bad. <laughs> yes. And they bring in Anderson and Ronta and I'm like, I was cautiously uh, optimistic, <laughs> but I wasn't overly optimistic. I, I don't even know that I was honestly cautiously optimistic. And, and part of that, I mean, it, you know, there, there's been some, especially with Toronto, there's been some injuries and, and the time in Toronto yeah. is you never quite know when somebody doesn't play with in Toronto. Well, if it's them or the pressure or the system or the, cause there is something about Toronto where they play great and then they just hit a cliff and they fall mm-hmm. off. But Frederick Anderson has been, I mean, there's nothing more Way you can ask for a guy. Nothing. No, not all. He's been amazing. He's been amazing. And unfortunately, on the other end of the ice during that Edmonton game is uh, Koskinen, who who channels the spirit of Ty Conklin for the Edmonton <laughs> fan, the one Edmonton fan who maybe might listen to the podcast, uh, <laughs> and and flubs and and gives the puck right to Aho, you know, yeah, game set unlucky. match. So I, I felt super so unlucky. bad for Koskinen because he, I thought he had played a really tremendous in this game as well. I mean, it was, it was a back and forth. It was a nail biter until that moment. And then to have That's that exactly happen, how like, I felt. Oops, but good. We're at least we get to go to bed on time, you know, yep. on That's time exactly be relative, but uh, you know, I don't want to see another overtime, especially with Vancouver coming up tonight. So. Um, yeah. I actually uh, think tonight might be almost a harder game than, than last night, just considering the guys look gas at the end of the game you could tell that they came in and gave it their all so i just i hope they're able to get the rest that they i that definitely they need, think this is a trap game. Um, yes Van, Van, edmund so for all of you know edmonton is on a slide i think they're one in five in their last six and in vancouver is the opposite vancouver starting to pick it up a little bit so i think this is definitely one of those it's it on paper it may look easy but they have a three-game win streak going into the night and they're five and five mm-hmm. in the last ten and, and they're starting to write the ship a little bit. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not – I think we'll win tonight. I think we should win tonight. But I think it's going to be a much closer game than it may look like on paper. Totally agree. Totally agree. We'll, when a team gets hot, you know, it's hard to – hard to beat them. It's kind of – it's why in the playoffs certain teams should – win but don't because the team they're playing against is super hot or you know people have to get hot at the right time but they 
they are definitely one of the more hot teams right now. And hopefully we're, we're able to overcome that, especially from last night's um, game, but can't, you can't underestimate anybody in the NHL. I mean, we, we only barely squeaked by beating Arizona. So you really just, you don't know. So you have to come in and give it, give it a hundred percent and, you know, Oh, well, their record is this. Well, everybody's coming to play against Carolina to play their best game because they know that we're good. Finally. Yeah. That's Finally. a good feeling as a case. That's a great, no, no matter what you think of Arizona and Buffalo, those records, you're right from top to bottom, because luckily because of kind of the salary cap that gives small market teams a chance, anybody could beat you on any given night. You do, you have to have a little puck luck. You really have to, I think, work hard to make your own, which is Rod Brindermore's, I think his, his basic philosophy. And, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight to, it'll be another one where I get to watch the whole game. So I'm kind of excited for that, even if I have to get up in the morning uh, and go to work for a couple of more days here. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. We'll, we'll see. I'm hopefully I can make it for some of the game. I, I have to be at work at 6am. So it's a little bit harder for me to stay out for the West coast games when, when I wake up five hours or four hours after the game starts to go. To, that would definitely <laughs> or, make it more end, difficult. <laughs> I, but with COVID, I was I, working from home, which meant, I, you know, to be at work at eight o'clock, I was getting up at seven fifty-eight. Yeah. And, and that doesn't work anymore now that I'm, I'm back yeah, I'm to so work, part, you know, I'm on so, campus part-time. So yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, same thing. I'll be up at six 30. Yeah. I'm so jealous of the people who, who I have not worked from home at all. This whole pandemic. You can't nurse from home. Really? Occupy, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Some people, some people maybe can, but I'm, you know, but I do know that the people do that did work from home for a long time or still are working from home. They feel they are very jealous of me because they wish they could leave the house. So that's, you know, double-edged sword there. Any, any predictions for tonight? Oh gosh. Or, or can um, we a sneak peek on the universal drink or can you give me anything? <laughs> um let's see let's see if we've chosen a universal drink yet sometimes we choose it really early in the day and sometimes it's like an hour and a half before the game we're like oh crap we got to choose somebody um (laughs) i think i think jordan stall finally gets a goal tonight or an assist or has some points um because i know he looked he's looked close at some points um the last couple of games he's still he's on a quite the drought. So we keep trying to wanting to choose him for a universal last. He actually was talked about last night as universal. And we were like, uh, no, obviously we're choosing Ethan there. Um, but we, um, we'll see kind of how it goes. I, I really want him to get, I don't, you know, he doesn't need to score a million goals in the season because that's not necessarily his role, but I, I did enjoy when he would have his timely goals last season and he still has his timely goals this season. They just haven't been as needed because Aho and Svetch and all the, all the other players are really kind of doing that for him. But um, yeah, we haven't even talked about our universal tonight, so I don't even know who we're going to choose yet, but it'll probably end up being, it'll probably end up being, probably end up being stall or somebody. 
I think that I'd love that. I, we, I'm, I'm a Svetch like boy, to, so I always say it's yeah. going to be Svetch usually. But yeah, um, he's we, and he's so close. I, I feel like at any so moment close. he's going to break out for like four or five yeah. goals here yeah. in a couple of games. But we like to choose people who we feel like need it, not that they. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, Jordan, Jordan Martinuk follows us. Um, Trocheck follows us, so we do have a couple of Canes players that we that we know at least know that that we exist. Um, but we always are try and give if we feel like uh, the guy needs an extra push, um, we always try and give, give them a little uh, good vibes, more good vibes. Huh? You know, I said, and those guys talk, you know, if, if, if you put yeah. out a universal drink, I'm, I'm sure it goes around the locker room once in a while. Hey, it's, you know, it's on you. I, yeah. I, I give Ray and I a pat on the back. We were, we were live uh, recording during the game and we, we were calling out Trocek. I, I was making a you know point about Cole and Trocek. And as soon as I start doing it, Cole scores. And then I go to finish my point about Trocek and then Trocek scores. And I'm like, this one's on me. This I'm, for, I'm I do it. bad things. <laughs> I don't wear my lucky hat sometimes. I, and I'll take those losses. But these wins, these points, Trocek is all on me. They <laughs> called him out. We called him a tropical depression. And not. And he's been lights out for the last few games. So oh, he's been he's in a good place. so good. <laughs> he's been so good. Because he was looking, yeah, like you said, he was looking a little like he was fighting it. Um, yeah. And he, he's he's come out on the other end but you know again he's scoring when we need him to score um I think that that's one of the things that is nice that we don't if you know like if McDavid doesn't score then they're probably not scoring a lot of goals um on the Oilers well we don't I feel like our scoring's been really spread out and Nino has had like a really quiet nine points in eight games which has been incredible because I absolutely love him um and we're just kind of, I think, I think Natchez looked really, really, really good in Calgary. Um, and last night, I don't think he looked as good. Um, but that just means he's going to probably do a, one of those, one of his crazy wraparound goals and make me look silly for, um, for saying <laughs> that, but he, he's got, I think he's due, uh, you know, there's a couple of players who are due, but sure. Um, we have, we haven't heard a lot from, um, Stepan or Lawrence, in the last couple of weeks. And, but I think those guys are close and with KK. He was I mean, so close. Lawrence last night had those two incredible uh, chances where, I mean, they should have been goals, but you know, somehow squeak that, squeak that KK drop pass in the crease. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I was looking at going, uh, that's just, I mean, to, 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 to know what to do, you know, cause I, what, I, I try and be upbeat and positive about hockey. I, I do. Uh, maybe Ray is wearing off of me. Uh, he, he has a dislike of the Habs that <sighs> extends very far and it's rubbing off of me because every time I see Habs fans talking, you know, bad about KK, I, I have to rub it in their faces. Like this guy would be your second leading scorer. I, I do you know? it every so time. I, it's, I just it's, can't, I can't. And when he makes a move like something. that, you're like, you're like if he's on if if that's Aho behind him or or Turbo or Svetch or uh, that's goal. probably in the net. I mean, yeah. you know, no offense, to, you know, to our fourth liners, but I mean, that's just such a first line move. I mean, just to Absolutely. have the wherewithal to just like I'm not going to shoot, I'm going to drop pass it, and I know you're right behind me. It's that's that's the kind of thing I would expect to see from from Turbo and Aho. That no look drop pass in the net, nothing you can do about it. Look, but our fourth line guys are are tremendous. So. It's great to have um, like just those good checking guys too. And you know what? They, there was a couple of games there where they were the best line on the ice, you Absolutely. know, where, where 
KK is really just, yeah, sure. He's the fourth line or whatever, but you know what Rod would say? We don't have a first, second, third, and fourth line. We, they are all lines that we can play in any situation. And so that's kind of what I'm, yeah. That's and what he I does it. That's the cool people. thing. And I'm like, and then they, yeah. And he, and he does. And sometimes he does to a fault. Um, but sometimes, you know, a coach's greatest <laughs> strength is, can be their greatest weakness. Um, but he, he really will mix up the lines and KK has been incredible. And I don't care if he plays on the fourth line right now, because who are you taking out? Aho? I mean, come on. Right. Um, right. You know, Troach, even, even when Troach is not uh, producing as much, you still don't take him out because he's such a pest. Um, and same with stall defensively and winning all the faceoffs. And I, I don't think we ever picked up KK to be first line center. I, I think no. he was, he's meant to kind of more replace a stall or a Trocheck. If we decide not to resign Trocheck, mm-hmm. um, that's where I think his future lies, not necessarily as a 20 minute center. Uh, 20 minute game center you know like I know and I know that that's what um and it's so funny I whenever the Habs fans start talking oh he only played 11 minutes or he only has this many goals and this many assists (laughs) and I I can't help I have to respond every time and it drives my it drives my husband crazy because he's like you need to stop talking to those people I'm like I cannot help it because they don't I thought that these Habs fans were supposed to understand hockey and they just don't get it. And that I feel the same way. I I respond because I'm like, Brad, don't respond. But Brad, you have to respond because this is the 24 cups and counting crowd. This is the, you know, we, we, we are, you know, we are more hockey than Toronto. We are the epicenter of hockey. And I'm like, but you don't understand contracts you don't understand restricted free agents. You don't no. understand that our fourth line Business. center has 120 less minutes than his replacement and has more goals more than his goals. replacement. Yes. He, is, oh. he has as many goals as your number two goal scorer in not quite half as many minutes, but certainly it, it's, I think it's over a hundred minutes less than Suzuki. It's, you know, he, he, he KK brings our fourth line up who, who to a level. Played- they paid Suzuki what eight million for eight, for his six years? goals. Yeah, like you know. they're too big on like points production and and you know Rod Brendamore says it and has said it a million times. Like it is not about the points. He Rod Brendamore in his head, Jordan Stahl is the best player on our team. The last when was the last time Stahl scored forty goals in his career? Maybe. <laughs> I looked it up and I can't one time because I was just wondering like what his goal, his average per year was. I mean, I don't think he's ever averaged more than like 20 goals in a season, you know? So that's not his thing. That's not his thing. And, but he does other things and you need to look at those things too. And um, that is one thing that I do. I love, I love, love, love about Rod Brendamore is he actually understands that it's not, it's not just about points production. And that's one thing that the Habs fan can't, fans can't seem to understand is that it's not just about points production it's about other things too and you know sometimes you you pay a price now to to get in a better spot later and that's exactly what the hurricanes are doing and i can't be mad about um you know any of their decisions at this point because well we're one of the top teams in the league and it feels it feels feels Uh good was good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I, 
Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, w- without Ray, I was I was kind of waffling on whether or not we should go for it. But I said, no, I said, I think you, what you guys are doing with Ports for Scores is really cool. Um, they can check you out at, at Ports for Scores with the number four in the middle there on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you can find us. I don't think that needs to be said. Yeah. I, I thank you for taking the time. This has been a really fun conversation to have. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, maybe we can find some folks for some other teams and maybe Ports for Scores can kind of become a, you know, there can be a, a Hurricanes chapter and a Bruins chapter and a, you know, Edmonton chapter or whatever. Because I think, you know, I was, I can't, I was surprised to hear you've already raised, you know, like what was it, $8,000 last year. Last if, year, yeah. If you could do that over 32 teams, I mean, I think yeah, that would be, that would such, be incredible. such a great movement. And so that's what we really want to do. We partnered, we partnered um, with New Belgium Brewing. So they've sent us some, um, they've sent us merch. They've sent us uh, donations as well. And they're doing that again this year. And we really want to be able to do that with other teams. It's just, we all um, have our nine to five jobs as well. So it's hard to, to continually talk to people from other teams. We were talking to somebody last season from Nashville and he was like, Oh, Hey, so sorry. I had something life-wise come up and I'm not going to be able to like start this. So we're really hoping, we're really hoping that um, as time goes on, we're able to kind of grow and, and it would be so fun to have multiple chapters and then just have one main force for scores account that we can um, you know, each little chapters and then one main force for scores account that can pick the best videos from the night from each market and um you know maybe win prizes and we do giveaways we we've done raffles um but most of that's just me and zach's stuff i mean it's really like stuff that we've collected over the years um and we've kind of like been like you know what it's so worth it to get this going that let's just there will be another um nature's puck we'll find it one and then we'll we'll do it you know we'll 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 raffle it off and um, it's worked really well and we, we really hope to, we really hope to, um, raise over $10,000 this season, if not more, um, for different charities. I know that we, um, we're working with different charities, so it's a little bit, uh, different, to different keeping track, um, and different numbers this year, but we've really, we've been excited about the growth and we want to keep growing. Excellent. Well, if there's anything that that Ray and I can do, certainly reach out to us. We will help spread the word. We, we both know a lot of hockey fans across, uh, across the nation with him being in Canada on the West coast and me being in in new England. Um, So we'll see if we can't maybe help you with some of that. Cause uh, I certainly know some people for a couple of teams that might be interested in doing something, you know, to, to build like a a local chapter of, of something like a Porsche for scores. Um, uh, Certainly I know people here in Boston. I know a few people down in New Jersey. Um, that might be one to help. And then Ray and I are, are always up for, for anything that helps expand the game of hockey to everybody. So, yes. so Mary, thank you so much. I'm going to let you go. Uh, Cause we should both take a nap because yes. it's still seven and a half hours till game. Till, <laughs> till drop. Forever, uh, but... And so, but mm. thank you so much for being here. Uh, if anybody has any questions for ports for scores, find them on Twitter, or you can find them through uh, the storm seller, Twitter or Facebook accounts. And we will put you in touch. And Absolutely. we We're always really end the show the same way with the same, uh, same. We always exit in the same way, which is go Canes. <laughs> go Canes guys. Thanks. <laughs> thank you.